recording now too. Hi everyone and welcome to podcast. Are you recording? Yeah. Okay. So we're on. Oh man. Fucking beta blockers better be working. (laughs) Oh, I just got a massive peak. Uh, I can see my voice wave and I got a I got a big peak on too my too many plosives. Uh, I need to put a alarm on this, which sets it off when I go over zero decibels. The thing is, I can always if you laugh and it goes over, then yeah. I can I can always just edit in a cleaner laugh. I have to just find. <laughs> hang on, I'm just going to do a test laugh. Hee hee ho ho, hee hee ho ho. Okay, there we go. Good. <laughs> yeah, I could. I can always just edit in. Uh, just make the podcast really inauthentic with basically a laugh track. I can have a, I'll have a folder of John laughs. Yeah. You know, just kind of chortle, gag, giggle. Wheeze, wheezies. Wheezies, snort, <laughs> big, big boys. I'll just have a subfolder called big boys, which is. Big boys for your special jokes. What's your, um, if you were at a dinner party, what's your kind of typical patter for introducing yourself when you were back in adelaide last year what would you find yourself saying if i'm getting introduced to somebody then there'll probably be some brief context that the person introducing gives to me this is alex he's a friend of mine he's visiting and and so that will be it so nice and brief and then i like to actually just start talking about something that i've done or thought really recently. Mm. So it can literally be that I will tell them something that happened to me on the way to the party. So I'll say something and I'll say, man, I got the train here. I haven't caught a train in Adelaide for 20 years. It was really easy. Do you have a Metro card? And it sounds banal, yeah. but they'll typically then start engaging with what you've said. And it often just leads on to quite quickly, more interesting things. And if nothing else- Leads to kissing very quickly. You basically, I've found that if you just talk about <laughs> weekly metro tickets, that's what that's what the lady that's what the lady's <laughs> like. Of the, the game. Yeah, that's it. That's that's my that's my pickup artist <laughs> technique. Talk about value in public transport because because women are pre-programmed to respond <laughs> to well-priced public transport. <laughs> since paleolithic times it's hardwired that a man who has worked out that you sniff out a a there's a price break paying for a year's worth of train tickets (laughs) instead of getting them individually is the kind of thing that's the kind of forward thinking alpha that i need (laughs) this guy is going to be a good provider for me and my children He's not going to be wasting my wasting. He's not going to be. He's not going to be coming home to it with an empty fridge. And I say, "Where's the food?" And he says, "I'm sorry, I've spent it all on individual tram tickets." <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> she's gonna be fucked doing the maths now. And now we've got no no food in the fridge. She's gonna go. She's gonna go. Why don't you get a weekly 
I mean, a yearly pass you should get, but not even a week, not even a daily. <laughs> no, I, I just got four. I got four individual single trips. Oh, man, we're going to die. <laughs> This, just fam- got, this family this family's gonna fucking surge Uber to work and and wrecked us financially. <laughs> <laughs> got a fucking Surge I got a, just got into an Uber black, so I felt like a big dog, and now we've got a we can't feed our kids. I had somebody in Australia who I was sitting with, and I was basically trying to do what I'm telling you now, in that I got the introduction. This is Alex, and then I probably said some shit like. Oh, I just walked here and there's loads of beautiful birds in the trees. What's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys like, do you guys like, don't you think do you like, rainbow lorikeets are gorgeous? I didn't notice them when I was you, a kid, but now they're everywhere. Don't, don't you wish you could fly? <laughs> don't you? <laughs> and everyone's just going, fuck, I wish this guy would just talk about what he does. Cause <laughs> this, he's, this, is, this guy's touched. <laughs> yeah. We've known each other for, I should have brought a calculator with me. We're both terrible at maths. Yeah. (laughs) Since, probably since like year five remedial maths class. We went to primary school together. Yeah. So it was 93. Yeah. I came to the school in 93. I don't know if I really met you that year, but I probably did in passing. Yeah. You uh, you were in my class. So you've obviously meant a lot more to me than it did to you. (laughs) Sorry. And then, uh, so that's 93. So that's. Yeah, so I reckon um, it's 28 years. So it's almost 30 years, I reckon. We met in 93. And yeah. other important things of 93 Will Smith, <laughs> Fresh Prince, <laughs> Boom Shake the Room. That's true. What else was going on that year? I remember, I remember it was around the time that that song, Informer by Snow, came out because. Yeah, that was 93 it, as well. It became that would make sense because it became a kind of a feat for kids at the school to be able to master all the lyrics, including all the sort of fast right. bits. It was a long way out of my wheelhouse to be able to memorize lyrics to cool songs. I was just, oh. I, it wasn't really something I felt I had any business doing, but the cool kids did it. That was, I don't want to, I'm not claiming to have been a cool kid, but I can do that. Uh, informer, you know, said diddly stow me, I go blam, a leaky boom boom down, detective man said deputy snowy stab someone, someone down the lane, a leaky boom boom down. Wow. Could you do it in 93, do you reckon? Yeah, because I mean, I I didn't learn it now. (laughs) 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 Just since you've been furloughed, you've just been mastering the lyrics. I was watching this YouTube video the other day and I was thinking there's a very strange narration style that accompanies some YouTube videos, which makes me think either that these people are just terrible writers or I don't know, it's, there's some kind of strange lexicon in on the internet. But I was watching this, this thing about, you know, like there are these videos that are just kind of spooky, like top five unexplained encounters or whatever because it was a story about this taxi driver who had encountered 
a sort of monster by the side of the road and, and had recorded like dash cam footage of what was probably just a person behaving oddly, but he claimed it was some kind of cryptid. And it says, and the, the narrator said, in all honesty, the driver had to have therapy. And I thought, what a weird thing to narrate. Like, why, <laughs> why don't you just stick to the facts? <laughs> in all With honesty. It's, you can't just switch registers so that one minute you're narrating and then you're just making a little aside, but you're still in this kind of monotone. <laughs> Suddenly you realize that the audience does need some convincing that you're not a reliable source of information. <laughs> no, believe me, this is, they went to therapy. It's like, it's, it's reminding me of when you read Wikipedia articles that are clearly written by the people that they're about. Yeah. And it's, it's so obvious because they're not following the rules of how you're supposed to write an encyclopedia article. So it's, it's, there's all these things like it was probably one of the best concerts of all time. Yeah, exactly. He still talks about it to this day. And you're like, well, who would know that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's just no, and there's no sources. It's just like, it is known as one of the best albums. <laughs> that reminds me of when uh, poor old Guru Josh, may God rest his soul, uh, he started saying on his Wikipedia page, Guru Josh will prosecute anyone who defaces That's right. the page. Because first of all it was you. I'm gonna I'm gonna just <laughs> I'm just gonna just gonna just cover my pull ass. The moral here. Ripcord. We're talking yeah. we're talking about a man who has passed. So <laughs> it's also like a weird dynamic. The follies of youth. But Guru Josh from nineteen ninety hit song infinity it was kind of a crossover rave anthem and the reason that we became obsessed with him is because i loved and do love the song but then he was so he looked so strange on the cover of the lp because he's doing this kind of duck face and he's got his hands like up to his face yeah his palms open and outstretched and he's kind of trying to look whimsical and, and, like, and mysterious and mysterious and he seemed to be sort of trying to be this rave fairy <laughs> and it seemed pretty try hard 1990s 1990 is time for guru. 1990 is time for guru. And we knew that his name was Paul Walden. Yeah. And so all you did was just change. You just did. You just said Guru Josh. Like you just Guru Josh, better known as Paul Walden, aka Wacky Walden. And he or somebody, somebody in his. If he did have some sort of management team, somebody didn't like that Wikipedia edit yeah. and changed it back. <laughs> and I, I just and I, remember like putting it's I don't I don't like to remember it now because he's no longer with us, but but I remember just putting he lives in a in a kind of um compound in Ibiza and he he he, he drives a tank and and no, I you said, said that about Kurt Russell. Oh, was it? <laughs> you, you you picked. I can't remember. You picked two celebrities, and yeah, one of one <laughs> yeah, of them you just said again. It was these very clever edits that they weren't <laughs> quite vandal. They weren't quite obvious enough vandalism. So you'd deliberately draw yeah. a lot of distance between the person and what you were saying. So one of them. <laughs> I forget who it was, but you said that their great grandfather was a gigolo. 
but and of, and of course it's just particularly funny because it was out of context it would have probably followed a line about where they grew up or something so yeah, you know they grew exactly. up on a farm in idaho um their great-grandfather <laughs> their was great a famous local a gigolo. gigolo and then yeah. uh i put <laughs> i put a sort of like mildly disparaging comment in an extract from a review of one of kurt russell's movies and then i put myself my own name in the cast of that movie <laughs> and that took years and years to get it was like every couple of years i would check back in because you know obviously the average is like back back then it was less than a day uh that these that these erroneous uh references yeah. would stay up and that was by far the record probably because it was yeah it was so insignificant that it just escaped attention until somebody happened to like rewrite the article. It said, I don't think John, I don't remember John Maloney being in Escape from New York. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> My favorite was always that you, you got to the end of the Kurt Russell. I think it was the end of the Kurt Russell Wikipedia entry and you just inserted the sentence, Kurt Russell drives a <laughs> tank and has lost the will to live. <laughs> So that was the end of his Wikipedia article. <laughs> oh, man. That stuff makes me think. I mean, I know that's inane, but it also makes me think, I don't know if I'm as funny as that anymore. I think I think when you have that kind of time to come up with bullshit ideas, sky's the limit. I think I told you I once had this weird experience in London where I was 95% sure that I was uh, that I was looking at Wes Anderson, which would have been pretty... I mean, he's not the kind of guy who would just get recognised willy-nilly. No, he's not. Uh, it would have been great if you'd had a Wes Anderson moment where you'd said to him, Hi, I know you're Wes Anderson, and I just want to say <laughs> that I love your films. You don't need to say anything back. I just want you to know that. And then Wes would go, I know that. I've been out walking. <laughs> I don't do so much dirt in these days. This nostalgic, mm. mournful European song. It's often. It's. Do you? Uh, here's a good, here's a fun topic that my that my mum told me. So yeah, I mean, I think for me and my friends, the version of it's called these days. I think is it called these days? These days. Yeah, I think it I is. Think, yeah. I think the version that the, the version that everybody knows is by Nico from my generation, but from my mum's generation, it's they know it from who originally did it, who wrote it, who was Jackson Brown. He wrote it when he was like really young. Wow. Maybe you can look that up. Fact checking, John. And you, mm. it's one of those moments where you go, how did anybody who was a teenager? have that sort of emotional depth. It's it sounds like it's sung by somebody at the end of their life, you know? I've been out walking. I don't I don't it's the it's these, you know, I don't do the I don't do that much talking these days. Everything's behind me. That's 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 what I always think of. And it makes sense for Nico to sing it because she sort of 
looks a bit like she's beautiful, but she's she's had a bit of a time of it. You know, she's had yeah. a few rough years. Can you see? Have you got it there? Yeah. He wrote it at age 16. Holy crap. That's nuts. Yeah, so it's just one of those moments where you just, you don't want any aspiring young artists to ever know that because they'll just give up. You don't want anybody that's yeah. struggling to create to just know. <laughs> it's the same thing with Tubular Bells by um, Mike Oldfield. Oh, yeah. It was, he was like in his late teens or early 20s and it's this epic thing that he plays all of the instruments on. It was the first record that came out on Virgin Records. It was the first thing that Richard Branson put out and it became this international sensation and he was a kid and you just mm. wonder what kind of experiences and musical exposure people have had and education music people have had to be doing, yeah, doing that kind of stuff when, I mean, what were you and I doing at 16 and 19? Not writing these days. No. It says, I've been out walking. I don't do too much talking these days. These days I seem to think a lot about the things that I forgot to do and all the times yeah. I had the chance to. Why is a 16-year-old thinking like that? <laughs> like, come on, man. He'd lived not even a fucking adult yet. <laughs> he'd Just lived. Relax. He'd lived a lot of life by 16, <laughs> Jackson Brown. <laughs> That's crazy. I was thinking about this the other day. I had this I had a high school girlfriend when I was 15 actually. We started dating. And all I wanted to do was all either of us wanted to do was go to the movies because oh. we could basically kiss unsupervised in the yes. and fall around unsupervised in the movie theater. Parents were so stupid. Yeah, can't you can't watch us all the time. Yeah, not when I'm watching The Wedding Singer and Armageddon <laughs> and Deep Impact. <laughs> do what I want. So I have this kind of I have this Pavlovian response. To disaster movies now, because <laughs> that was the late nineties was a huge apocalypse era. Just any kind of asteroid, impending asteroid yeah. film. Exactly, and you got to give, like, a, and you got to kiss everyone in the theater. Someone's, someone's getting a second base tonight. <laughs> <laughs> just like turn, turn up the Aerosmith and just have a pash. I don't want to close my eyes. You had the internet several years before I did at my house. And I remember that, I, th I mean, this would have been out of fashion by the time we were doing it, but you still would pop onto IRC channels. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. And basically I, I was doing a version of, well, sometimes I was doing a sort of strange version of catfishing without knowing what that was. Yeah, that's right. And this was Merc Chat we're talking about, right? That's right. You'd go to the Gillies Plains house and we'd have a few beers and watch like some VHS tapes that were lying around. And then we'd jump on the computer and jump on a Merc channel. And then there was, I don't know how, Yeah. I don't know if we went into specific rooms or what, but there was like sex chat rooms 
of course, it's just occupied by men. And so we would go in <laughs> yeah. posing as women. Cause, and all they would say is ASL, <laughs> age, sex, location. And then you'd give them a very, you'd say like, yeah. young, you'd be like female and young and I don't know, California. And then yeah. we would take delight in cyber sexing them with all normal, fairly vanilla kind of, oh yeah. Fairly garden variety stuff. Yeah, pretty garden variety, 20 years of a Catholic marriage kind of stuff we'd, we'd start off with. And then we just thought, oh, how? <laughs> and then you just start introducing slightly weird things into it that you just think, to what extent will this affect the person's experience of having cyber sex with me? I remember, I really remember specifically that we started introducing, like, <laughs> we said, oh, do you, what have you got in the... What have you got in the... Fr- it's so it's so hilarious because you just make up whatever you want. You just be like, oh, I have... I I go to my freezer and um, there's a trout in there that uh, that I bought. And they're just, they're just throwing things that don't matter. Just, yeah, I bought that trout a year ago and it's still frozen at the back of the fridge. Like as if for some reason you care how long it's been in there. It's like a turn on. So I go to the back of that trout's been in there for a year. It's got all icicles on it. And he's like, cause he just can't believe his luck that he's found some, some hot 19 year old girl from California. that's like sexting him. Yeah. Okay. Where's this going? Yeah. And then just become disinterested in him. So I take that trout out and I just, I'm thawing it out and I'm wondering, is that still, can we still eat that? <laughs> <laughs> how long how long oh. are you meant to keep? I mean it was fresh core. Yeah, that's yeah, come come back to bed. And you're going, I will. I will in a second. I'm just gonna how long do you reckon this is gonna take to thaw out? <laughs> Have you what's the oh what's the how long what's the longest you've left a piece of seafood in a freezer and then eaten it? Oh, and he's just going, oh, I don't know. Um, oh, it's probably fine. Don't worry about it now. Can we? No, but I'm, I'm still get, but don't worry, I'll get back to you. But oh, I'm kind of, I'm hungry. 